listening to InsuranceRadio.com. We sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at InsuranceRadio.com. This podcast was brought to you by AD Banker & Company, specialists in licensing your office staff for property and casualty or life and health since 1979. Licensing webinar classes now available so your staff can study and learn at home or right there in your office. For more information, go to adbanker.com. Hello, Troy. Uh, thank you for dialing in today. It's, really, it's great to have you on the program again. Thanks for having me, Dennis. Say, we're excited to uh, have uh, Troy, uh, of course, gotten here to speak with us a little more about his workbook and video program uh, entitled Unleash the Power of Your Agency. Uh, Say, I wanted to open up our conversation uh, for our readers, give them just a little bit of insight about what this program is about. Uh, In the first part of your your work, uh, you actually start with this statement, and you say, uh, we all decided to get into this business for one reason and another. Uh, I believe the most common reason is that we wanted to be in business for ourselves. We wanted the freedom to make our own decisions, to set our own hours while using our creative ability to grow our business in the direction that we wanted to go. However, somewhere along the way, many of us realized that owning our own business was a little harder than we had originally thought, and some of us start to lose focus and got faked out along the way. We had high hopes and remarkable goals that got lost somewhere in a three-ring binder stuffed in a drawer that we had never opened. Uh, You know, I think that that statement uh, that we got a three-ring binder stuffed in a drawer that we never opened is is probably a story that resonates with all of our listeners. What was your inspiration for putting this program together uh, of Unleashed series program and uh, for our listeners? Sure. I put it together mainly because I do a lot of platform speaking and a lot of lecturing around the U.S. and outside of the U.S. And the common question that I get when I come back is, man, that was awesome. Where do I start? And I'm thinking, man, you took seven or ten pages of notes. Start with that, you know. But as human beings, like, like anything, we get the information and the phone starts ringing when we get back to the office. we got to return calls. Somebody calls in sick again for the third time this month. And pretty soon we get off track. You know, we just, we're not focused on the important things to do every day. So I decided to put this into writing because in our office we use a road map, we call it. Every October, uh, Sharon and the team put a road map together with my help. I give them the vision for the year coming up, knowing what the industry is going to be doing and changing, and knowing what the company is going to offer. And then we put together a roadmap to make sure that our plans and our goals are something we can look at every day and every week and every month and every quarter and at the end of every year. Because you just don't want it in a three-ring binder on a shelf. Because if you do, it's great information, but if not executed, it isn't going to help you. So this was really designed because of my speaking and really giving people a resource to go back and go, okay, here's the how-to, if you will. And the workbook actually has videos with it, and I repeat a lot of the same information, not all of it, uh, that I talk about in the seminars to keep them guided towards the future. You know, that was the thing I think that most impressed me as I as I read through the program is it's packed with, uh, it seemed to be real and practical tools that an agency owner can use right off the bat. And he didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, you know, I found a, a new hire, first 10-day training schedule, uh, job descriptions, scripts for setting up appointments, everything. Uh, so it seemed turnkey. 
Yeah. You know, in our office, we have what we call continuity books, and we got this because uh, I've had a couple of employees over the years that have uh, been in the military. And when they deploy out uh, to another country or they deploy out a certain segment of the military, they always have a book that they go to that says, here's the how-to, if you will. Now, I keep my continuity books very simple, and I found that if I make them too complicated, the staff goes, man, I'm just too busy. The phone's ringing. I got people coming in. You have these high expectations of me and making calls out, taking calls that are coming in. And so if I make it too complicated, they just go, I'm going to wing it. And as Jack and Gary Kinder say, ad-libs are for amateurs. And so I took that to heart three years ago, and I applied it in this uh, system. Uh, so people could just go, okay, it's simple, it's easy, and it's executable. You know, in the uh, first segment uh, I found uh, of your series, it focuses on evaluating your business. It seemed like there was a whole series of questionnaires. Uh, what do you feel is the most important aspect of that evaluation process as you kind of set the stage for, for, for the decisions that need to be made to unleash the power of your agency? I will tell you that uh, assessment has always been very important to me, but never more important than today because you've got to know where you're at. You've got to evaluate where the money's coming in, what percentage it's coming from. For instance, most agents today still are overweighted in auto. Now, I want more auto. I don't want less. But if 52% of my income comes from auto, uh, I'm overweighted in auto. I need more fire. I need more life. I need more commercial. So the assessment basically tells us where we're at. So these questionnaires that you talk about, it's an evaluation to say, okay, here's my level set, here's the setup, and now where do I want to go to get more balance in my book of business, to get better staff balance, and so on and so forth. Where's my office located? I mean, it's everything. Assess everything. That's that's fascinating. Say, I, I you also have mentioned uh, uh, in there uh, the importance of profit centers. Uh, that uh, there are several objectives that need to be implemented to ensure each staff member becomes a profit center. Could you explain to our listeners a little more about what you mean by that? Sure. You know, I have a core philosophy, and you'll hear me talk about this, whether you're in a seminar, whether you come into my office to visit with me as a business owner, or whether I'm writing a book or an audio or a video. It's always that we believe that every employee that we hire must be a profit center. And that includes me. I have to be a profit center if I'm going to take money out of the business. If you're not a profit center, you're a cost center. And if you're a cost center, we can't afford you. doesn't matter how smart you are. doesn't matter how talented you are. But if you're taking more money out than you're bringing in, that's not a business. You know. So I tell people, you know, whether it's a relative, whether it's a friend, whether it's somebody I go to church with, if I hire you, the first thing we got to have a level set on is if you make me money, I can keep you on my team. If you make me more money than I expect, I can pay you more. But if you're costing me money, I owe it to my other staff, I owe it to my family, and I owe it to my company for it to be a profit center so we can grow. Because he not busy being born is busy dying, as Bob Dylan said years ago. Say, you know, I've noticed a pattern in your work uh, as I read through your program, uh, which is that it's not about theory. uh, It's about actionable steps, uh, beginning with vision and implementation of that strategy, timelines for action with all the supporting documentation ready uh, to copy and be used. Uh, am, I, am I getting it right? You are. In fact, you know, I'm open, open up with you and just tell you the truth. I don't have a college degree. 
yet I've sat in the room with people that have degrees. I've, I've worked with people that have been to Harvard. I've worked with people that are just so smart. They, they're a walking computer, if you will. However, just being smart doesn't get it if you're an entrepreneur. You, you want to be smart, but if you don't take action on the things that are important, I've met some of the smartest people in the world, but they don't produce anything. So there's that line between constantly learning, but applying it in a simple way, and then making sure that it's easy for you and everybody to you, and it's got to be executable. And then we got to be able to look back and go, okay, you know, we're accountable, so what are the matrix and what are the analytics behind it so we can move forward? You know, Troy, I, I, that kind of reminds me of a story uh, of a college professor's uh, strategy of always to say nice things and treat people fairly. Uh, the saying is that treat your graduate student, your, your, all your students well, your A students well, because they'll come back and be your graduate assistant. But also treat the kids that you flunk out really well because they'll become successful entrepreneurs and finance the new research wing that you want to add. Exactly. And, you know, those are great stories, too. I, I'll tell you that, you know, I've met people that never graduated from high school that make a ton of money. Now, I'm a believer in school. I'm a believer in education. Uh, but it is true. I mean, the guy that created FedEx got a poor grade on his thesis uh, when he was uh, turning in his thesis paper, and he's one of the most successful people on earth. So, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, be nice to everybody, but you also help everybody. I'm a real believer in that the people that work for me, they have degrees and don't have degrees, but, you know, I open up my library, I open up my information, I mentor them, and you're just good with everybody because everybody, if they want to learn, there's things to learn. They don't have to go to college just to do it. You know, we, uh, we're going to wind down our conversation. Troy, I know you've got other appointments to go to, but I just want to ask you one other question. Uh, I know we've got listeners that are they're new to the business. Maybe they've only been in it a few months, and we've got other listeners that have been involved in their agency for years. Who do you think uh, your program, Unleash the Power of Your Agency, who would be the best audience or who would get the most out of uh, going through and participating in this program? would tell you it is a, a veteran agent, and that's a big part of the market, right? I mean, a lot of our agents are veterans, but a veteran can be three years, five years, can be 20 or 30. I know a lot of agents that have been around a long time. Everybody needs to grow, but foundationally, this program's for everybody, because if you just start off shooting from the hip, you're going to grow in a way that's not manageable for you. So the discipline needs to be created right when you start. So as we're recruiting new agents, as we're recruiting staff in our agency, we make sure that they're following the roadmap from day one. Uh, but naturally, obviously, we've got a lot of people because the marketplace is changing in business, not just in insurance and financial services, but it's also changing overall. So we've got a lot of people that are interested in retooling their agency, and I talk a lot about retooling inside Unleash the Power of Your Agency. So, you know, really, uh, it's for everybody. What would be uh, the best way for somebody to go and pick up a copy? Yeah, on my website, coursegotten.com, I have a uh, section for books, videos, and whatnot. They can download a copy of this and the video online at coursegotten, K-O-R-S-G-A-D-E-N.com. Troy, it's, uh, again, been wonderful to have you as a guest on our program, and I really believe that our listeners uh, will get some solid takeaway ideas that are going to help them grow their agencies if they're following the advice that you've, uh, you've, uh, you give. Fantastic. Well, thanks for having me, Dennis. You're awesome.
Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.